Cursed is the seventh episode of the sixth season of 911, the 85th episode overall. It aired Monday, November 7th. This procedural drama follows the lives of LA's first responders and stars an ensemble cast, including the likes of Angela Bassett, Peter Krause, and Oliver Stark. Welcome to our review. You're listening to today's episode. So this show's already in its sixth season, which surprised me because I remember the first ads for it. Also, because I think 911 Lone Star came out recently, I also confused yeah. the two. And so I'm like, well, isn't this like only a season old? I've never been as afraid to review a TV series as I have been for this one. That can't be true. It is because I know, like you said, the show has had six seasons. It also has a pretty decade fan base, I feel like. Yeah, Ryan the, Murphy shows. Yeah, all do. The thing about like case by week shows whenever we do them, for example, something like East New York is the fact that I always think it's going to land in like a kind of five to seven out of 10 range. It's a normal network TV show. Right. And so you don't usually have high expectations. Right. And But the thing is, is that this didn't even hit that bar. And I think it's mostly because I think the episode I just watched was bad in general. Okay. I, think, I, I don't think it's a good Which representation. storyline? Because I do know that there are two storylines here. One is about the title of the episode, Cursed. It's about a washed up actress, right? Yeah. And then the other one is about this character named Buck. Yes. And his... They what? go They go with a NoFap storyline, basically. And I don't think that this is... Like a November type thing? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay. In fact, this, had, this was not a coincidence that this aired in November. Mm -hmm. However, I thought that would have been a better episode to have been aired actually before Halloween because they kind of go the supernatural route with it i'm just going to jump into it yes so we start off with felisa she is like you said an actress she has kind of been on a downtrend ever since like the early 2000s but she still has a big following online how old is felisa is that what you said her name is yeah i think that the show was trying to make her around like 35 to 40 they never explicitly state it in the episodes yeah but they keep on mentioning that she's a washed up actress and I looked online, and it says Felisa Valdez, played by Natalie Linez. But when you look up Natalie Linez's age, she's like 22, yes. 23 years old. I don't understand she, it. She looked a little older than that, but she definitely didn't look as old as they were trying I wonder to if make it's a her different, seem. I wonder if it's a different actress. Maybe there's two Natalie uh, Linez's, or maybe they just... I don't understand, but it read like a Sunset Boulevard thing. Then I saw a photo of her and I was like, well, yeah, that's no, completely she, off. She's not old at all. Like I started doing Sunset Boulevard facts because I thought, oh, this this is going to correlate perfectly with that. But no, this lady is like 40 years younger than that other one. Yeah. And also she like, they make her out to be a complete dimwit, especially in the first two. Like minutes. an airhead? Yes. Uh, you have her assistant, Alexis. She gets a box that was ordered from her. There was even this like quick second where Alexis looks out the window and sees that there's a stalker that is like looking at her. So even though she's washed up, she's still getting stalkers. Yes, that is exactly actually what the dialogue references. Alexis goes to Felisa and is like, it looks like you're getting stalkers back again because of her big online presence. And then she's like, I haven't had that happen since 2005, which okay. again is 17 years ago. But they don't even address the stalker until later on in the episode. So it's just, just kind of like a thing that's thrown out there in like the very first few they're minutes. They're setting the stage but they don't want to give away the ending yet. <laughs> right, right, right. That's exactly how it is. Yeah, so she doesn't contact the police or anything? No, not yet. What, happen what happens is, is that Alexis gives Felisa a box. 
She opens up the box and it's this bracelet. It's supposed to be a good luck charm. It's like, it's gold coloring, but it has snakes on it. It apparently was like 20 grand. And Who paid for it? She paid for it? She paid for it. She still has enough money to apparently, but she like isn't Yeah, so really much sure for washed up. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be from Pompeii. They used it in cleansing rituals. Sounds like, uh, what was that Adam Sandler movie? The, the Gems, Righteous Gems? Righteous or? Gems. Right. <laughs> righteous Gemstones. That was it. <laughs> Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. No, but yeah, I, what I thought they were doing is Felicia comes across as very annoying in the these first few minutes so when suddenly a chandelier out of nowhere drops and just lands on her and they spare no expense you see the chandelier just fall on top of her i was like okay good they just killed off the annoying character from the first two minutes of the show and i, I was willing to give 911 like credit for that i was like that's funny that was surprising but also they must have made her annoying just for that purpose right after the intro plays though howie evan bobby and eddie all paramedics all firefighters they show up to her house <laughs> i don't think that they're both but i know that they have police they have firefighters and they have paramedics all on the show yeah i mean what happens is is that alexis she called the paramedics to show up yes the firefighters came in and it turns out that actually felicia is still alive she's just underneath the chandelier cool um and the thing that i was very surprised with is that shortly after this this is when the show just continually went down in terms of reality so Howie, he ends up going up to Felisa. He recognizes her as an actress and he starts like touching her foot, asking if she can feel anything. And then the first oh, thing I, thought that, I just had a thing for feet. Yeah. And then the first thing that Felisa says is, um, I can't feel anything. That's a good thing, right? And I was just, I was so annoyed with it. Cause yes, it's one line. It's like but vapid, it's such, stupidity. It's such boomer humor. And maybe, maybe. How's that boomer humor? Because it's showing how like influencers and all these people that have like a huge online following are just really dumb. And so the thing is, is that like, maybe so she's if, supposed to represent a washed up TikToker. Yes. <laughs> maybe if she retained that dumbness throughout the episode, but oh, she, she gets smarter. She gets like, she has a reasonable like way of thinking. Look, she might have blood loss. You know, she she just got toppled. She got blood loss from her head. That's yeah, even so something she has a concussion. Said. Well, she has a small cut on her head, and then that's what one of the paramedics says is like supposed to cause a lot of blood to come out from your head. I thought that it was going like to be a, way it's more hemorrhaging. serious. Her, her head is hemorrhaging yeah. blood. <laughs> it's so so to forgive her for saying no, stupid things. No, it's not hemorrhaging though. That's the thing about this show. So like Howie says to one of the paramedics within earshot of everyone, including Felisa, including the assistant who for some reason they haven't escorted out, instead of taking the paramedics into a separate room, he says in front of everyone, okay, this might be a spinal like uh, injury. So we she can't might her. be paralyzed. Okay. And but she's but he says that in front of everyone. And so obviously and this is just a prediction. It's not like this was concrete with evidence or anything. Well they do have to say like this is a spinal injury. Everybody be very careful. We're not moving the body. We're we're, <laughs> we're not moving her but you don't alive. say that you don't say that in front of the victim themselves you take them in the other room and be like guys we don't move her or do anything like that you don't say it because that's obviously going to freak them out more um i mean i don't see that as that big of an issue what ends up happening is they end up uh they like take off the chandelier yes they they like break it they remove and the chandelier yeah, in pieces they remove it and uh if this was an ER episode, there'd be like one stuck shard like right into her belly. And it's like, we can't move that. And then we they had to try get her to the hospital and then they yeah. do some uh, instead, operation. Instead of something like that, they end up just taking her in the car and they drive her to the hospital. The ambulance. Yes. And throughout <laughs> this whole entire thing, throughout this whole entire, I'd say we're about like seven minutes into the episode. She has this bracelet on and they, they must have, 90% of this dialogue must have just been, this bracelet is a good luck charm, but it's not really a good luck charm because otherwise the chandelier wouldn't have fallen. And it's just a lot of arguing about 
out if this bracelet has like actually bad luck in it. Like it's a whether supernatural it's rabbit foot, right? Whether like or not it's like that uh, into the shadow or what we do in the shadows hat that he, the human skin hat that he always wears. Right. And as a side storyline, that would have been maybe fine. But it's the fact that that's actually what this episode is about. It wasn't just the first five minutes. And do you have like about this. some of the paramedics slash firemen um, debating whether or not they yes. believe in that yes. type of stuff? That's exactly what happened. Okay. So I'm going to address this show in three different storylines that are shown. I'm going to start with kind of the side storyline first, the sperm donation storyline. We have Evan Buckley. He's assigned to cleanse himself of everything. He's not going to do any alcohol. He's not going to do any drugs. Uh, the whole entire crew is like eating barbecue and he's assigned to drink kind of the like healthy green smoothies. His body's a temple. Have. This is like an ongoing story arc that everybody seems concerned about. You call it a side storyline, but when it comes to online, it seems like this is the most important storyline to everyone. He's cleansing himself of everything. And by everything, I mean everything because he wanted to donate the month prior. And what happened was when they were like hooking up with wires and everything, one of the nurses ended up collapsing and he saw this as like a bad omen. So he decided to just so he's very superstitious. <laughs> yes, incredibly right. Is he so. smarter than Felisa? Yeah, in fact, I, I would say that Evan Buckley, honestly, he was probably my favorite character because he had like a certain amount of intelligence to him. It seemed like all the just... other it seemed like all of the other people in this storyline were like just kind of there for the one line one liners. You know one line I mean? one liners. Like sarcastic responses yes, to him. Yes, very sarcastic. So Not he, just to him, to everyone in the story. Does everybody know about the fact that he wants to do this? They didn't at the beginning of the episode, but about midway through the couple who I'm he's doing it for really one couple in general. I'm oh, assuming okay. they're infertile, and he ends up like saying it very loudly and everyone ends up figuring it out. So they start kind of like teasing him. Yeah, they start. Well, they just don't want to address it, but they have like a ton of questions as to why he's doing it this way. Hmm. So there's even a funny uh, scene where they're all inside of a uh, of a fire truck and they're heading to some place and they're all really quiet. And then people start asking him about it and then stop. It, it was. It and this worked. isn't funny, though, because it sounds like it could be funny. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. This show did a lot of things worse, and I'm going to keep comparing it to East New York, but the one thing that it had that was better than East New York is the fact that there are funny scenes in it. If you've determined the characters, and after six seasons, you can't not have, you like, I mean, define them very clearly, then yeah, they're open for jokes. Right, and, can... and even the ending joke to his storyline I found funny, where he got off the phone because one of the reasons the couple even shows up to the fire department in the first place is because they wanted to know what was going on with Buck and why the donation hadn't been done yet. Because the on-running joke... He hadn't this, shared it with them yet? The on-running joke is the fact that this donation keeps on being pushed back, therefore he continually has to not pap. <laughs> that, oh, so he just... He can't masturbate for however long and people are afraid it's going to last past the half season so this sounds like it's your favorite storyline it's my favorite storyline but for most of the people it's their most well, hated no. storyline here's, here's the thing out of the three storylines that there was there was humor to it i found the fact that they were introducing it this way though incredibly dumb i'm not going to get into my opinions on that whole entire movement well, but the fact that it was even a thing i did find like really annoying well the well so you can either have it one way or the other did you like the storyline or not I found it funny, but I'm saying the fact that they even introduced it this way was dumb. The reason that people don't like it is because they feel like that character, Buck, is a really good character who hasn't had solid character development written for him for several seasons. Yeah, I mean, and, and doing this isn't going to change that. Mm -hmm. At the very end of the episode, he like ends up, his car breaks down, so he can't make it to the appointment in time, so he has to run 1.8 miles and hope to make it in time. He ends up doing so, and that's where the episode ends, and I was like, okay, out of all the storylines, this one makes 
makes the most sense. So he probably, ditches his car or was he able to? He ditched his car, yeah. Probably because <laughs> it was the most real. Because here's the thing. When we now switch to the storyline with Felisa, I found this ridiculous. And she gets to the hospital. She gets to the hospital. Remember what I was saying about how she Howie... She was under a chandelier. Yes, yeah, I don't remember what you were saying. But Howie said like, oh, she might be paralyzed. This might be a spinal injury. You might think to yourself, this is huge. She's bleeding from the head. Yes. Ends up being she's completely fine. 100% okay. fine. Hey, that happens. No, but then... On top of that, she has hot wax basically poured onto her face when she's at a waxing museum and she can't breathe and the paramedics get there in time. This Wait, but they, so they discharge her already? They don't like keep her for for just... Yeah, no, they already discharge her. She's like at a waxing place. And so this is days later. Yeah, I'd say like maybe one or two days later. Got it. And then one of the people that runs the waxing places goes into the room that she's in and suddenly there's a ton of pink wax all over her and she can't breathe. Okay. So then the same people, and I could maybe understand this if this was a place if this took place a really small local town local town this is central la yes and so it's like the same people end up showing up the same department and uh and they recognize her because she's wearing the bracelet and they end up like they can't see her face yeah that's that's the only reason why they even know who she is um and she can somehow hear them which is kind of weird but anyways they end up like making a uh, airway through her because she was even swallowing some of the pink wax yeah and, and she had an oxygen mask on and then again after that, she is 100% fine. <laughs> okay. So then... We I mean, go- neither of those sound like catastrophic. Like, drinking it probably would be toxic. But, like, other than that... Oh, seems- just just wait. Because then we are transferred to a scene where she is in an antique shop because... Um, and this is the third storyline. Is this she all had- going to be her trying to get virally famous? And, like, this was all... Like, she made it up? No, I never oh, okay. I never thought that. But she ended up dropping her bracelet inside the ambulance. Yeah. So she went to another antique shop. Um, Alexis wait, is, is she aware of that? Yeah, well, she realizes that it's missing, but she doesn't know where it is. Got and it. Alexis is like, look, we can replace it. And then uh, Felisa is like, no, I guess we want to get something from this antique shop. So as like Felisa is looking around, Alexis goes to the back to speak to the manager of the antique shop. And a couple of seconds later, she walks out. Alexis is stabbed with an item and she's like bleeding out. Oh. And that's not even the that's not even the worst part. Felisa walks over to Alexis and it is, is like, it, is this a stalker? It's like trying to help. Did the stalker do this? Just just wait. Trying to help. And apparently they all get knocked out. The manager, Felisa, and Alexis all get knocked out because apparently the item was made with some type of like sulfide and mixed with stomach acid. It was going to like knock everyone out. That was probably, <laughs> I guess, the coolest part of the episode because I was like, all right. It reminds and- me of an old house episode, I think, where he was doing surgery or the doctors were doing surgery in the uh, operating room and like they cut open the patient. Maybe it was Grey's Anatomy and everybody gets knocked out because of like the gas <laughs> that comes out of the patient. Yeah. And it- Absolutely yeah. same thing here. But again, th- now they very much are in central LA because this is like all with big buildings. Yet again, the same team shows up and it's like, <laughs> hey, look. Felisa, okay, that is unbelievable. That. Yeah. And then and then at the very end of the episode, Eddie, and we'll get to him in a second, but he basically gives her the bracelet back. She gets in a car and she starts driving. And then there's this ridiculous chase scene where the stalker is chasing her and yeah. she's not really sure what's happening. She she's What like, does the stalker look like? She's trying to get away. He's just kind of a normal dude, actually. That's what it looks like. His name is Nico. But Felisa can't tell what's going on. She turns over to like look at the road and it turns out there's a big truck full of asphalt. And when she like no. plunges into it, the no. asphalt in the back goes up and just ends up covering her whole car so she can't breathe and oh no was, it's back to that yeah so and she was able to actually call the police when this like car chase scene was going on and again the same people 
end up showing she's up. She's like the bully in Back to the Future, <laughs> where her where she keeps on getting like toppled by a different. Yeah, they yeah. De- they detain the uh, the stalker, and even though they make it seem like oh Felisa might die, they end up rescuing her. Again. That was the second storyline. There's also a very side storyline where you have the uh, the people of the police department always picking up the bracelet. Different people like Eddie, different people like Evan, and whenever they do something like that, literally a second later, something bad happens. So like Eddie picks up the bracelet, and a second later, someone like basically in the background slips on uh on so gasoline. are there any deniers are there any people who are like this is impossible yes that's exactly why eddie ends up like picking up the bracelet because he then, doesn't believe it and then someone slips on gasoline and then like bobby the main person who runs the place is like we have to like exit this place immediately and they never really talk about that again because it just seems like something that happens so Nico, what what happened was Nico runs a site where the bracelet was completely 100% fake yeah but um, they also learned that Alexis has been stealing from Felisa. Uh, she Alexis paid eleven thousand dollars for it, but Felisa reimbursed her with twenty thousand dollars. Sure. And then, <laughs> because Felisa had such a big, large following, it was like we're going to unbox this bracelet. Nico decided to go absolutely crazy. He went way over the top. So all the stuff that he was trying to do. When she was getting her waxing done, he like ran into the room, tried to grab the bracelet, accidentally hit a bowl of wax, and the like flaming hot wax just landed on top of Felisa's face. Felisa should have been dead like five times in this episode. But he unintentionally was trying to like just steal the thing and ended up trying to murder. Yeah, and when is they he, were is he being sentenced with attempted murder or is he being well when they were attempted in, felony? When like, they were in the antique shop, the reason why Alexis was stabbed was because when Alexis went to the back. Nico was there and he was threatening her with the item and then she was like no we're not going to give it back and then he stabbed her with it sure (laughs) and just and just all this crazy stuff it was so convoluted and ridiculous and so yeah Nico is basically he's in jail and he was the one that kind of had everything all set up just trying to get this bracelet back doesn't sound like he had anything set up what happens at the very end of the episode is Felisa, she ends up going to the beach where Eddie was because she kind of had a thing with Eddie where they would talk about stuff (laughs) <laughs> and Felisa was like, you know what? Instead of firing Alexis, I'm just going to allow her to continue stealing from me because in my past life, I did all this bad stuff and she's the only one that really cares about me at this point. It made absolutely no sense. I don't know what the moral of that story the was. The weirdest thing about Felisa's storyline with her being such a big social influencer or wannabe social influencer or a washed up social influencer is that she wouldn't use any of the near death experiences that she keeps on having. <laughs> To her own benefit, to be like, look what happened to me this time. I know. Because I feel like that would have gone viral. I know. After the third time or so, people yeah. would have probably said fake or real, and they would have been like, this is so <laughs> fake. But, you know, I mean, she should have used it for her advantage. I mean, I it got to the point, especially when they were showing what Nico did, that the show got to the point where it was so bad that it was good. But it okay. took that long until it did. But this show overall was just so bad. I was expecting it to be, even when we were doing East New York, for example, I found the main storyline before it just went completely ridiculous to be somewhat intense the guy who was about to blow up the apartment on the first floor you know there were some intense scenes to that but here it was just like but so the much villain stuff. the villain here just seems kind of ridiculous yeah and if it couldn't be even any more ridiculous when they arrest the villain which is right after the asphalt hits uh felisa's car so <laughs> they have to like deal with that when they arrest the villain they were able to get felisa's out of the car 
before the villain was even put into the car. So they have a small interaction before he's put in the police vehicle and she's put in the ambulance. And she's like... <laughs> and and the, the villain's just like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for it to get this far. And, can, and then he asks for the bracelet back. And then Felicia just takes off the bracelet, throws it at his face. And then the cops are like, oh, like, look, like you just got served, that mm -hmm. type of thing. I mean, just, I, I, I was surprised. And I think that this was just a bad episode of a show because I can't imagine it having this quality and being six seasons long. Okay, so what would you give this specific episode and what would you give what you assume the rest of the show is? I will give this episode barely because I was really thinking about giving it even lower than a four, but I will give it a four and I will give probably the show that I assume it is probably a six. It has a 7.8 on IMDb and 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was written by Taylor Wong, directed by James Wong, the uh, director of Final Destination. Um, not Wong, but the thing I found interesting was when I was looking up 911 into news to see if like there was a review on the specific episode, I did get this crazy story about a lady was uh, held up at gunpoint at a fast food restaurant. She was serving a customer, right? Mm -hmm. And the customer uh, like made them go into the freezer or something and she like stowed a phone. She called 911, guess who answered the dispatch call? Her mom, because her mom worked for it. And so she had a one-on-one -on -one conversation in an emergency talking wow. to her mom about it. And it was like, well, at least that's a that's like a wholesome comforting message because she survived. Everything was fine. But at the same time, it's like, that's crazy. Yeah. Out of all the people that you could end up speaking to, it's like you just call it. Yeah, that, that, that would also be so scary from the dispatcher's point of view. Yeah. And I was like, well, no wonder they make a show like this because you could probably do what they do in Law & Order and just take the story right off the headlines every week. My question is, with 911 Lone Star, do you know any difference between the two shows? I think they constantly more on firefighters and one stars Rob Lowe and it's not this one they do have some big names in this one so like the main character here Athena right she's played by Angela Bassett and Angela Bassett yeah. is super duper famous in fact um did you even know that because she's been in Marvel for several uh different roles one is that she's Black Panther's mom she's Queen oh. uh Ramonda okay and also she played Amanda Waller before Viola Davis do you want to guess him what uh maybe the punisher movie green lantern green lantern Ryan, wow <laughs> green lantern yeah so i found that pretty interesting yeah i think no she's she's in the episode now i think about it like for a couple minutes yeah the yeah. guy who plays buck um oliver stark this is like the top uh fact that they have for the show it was originally th considering quitting acting before he got cast in this to become a firefighter and apparently Connie Britton was in the first season because she's friends with Ryan Murphy. That's why <laughs> she was like busy with Nashville, but she's like, I'll do this as a personal favor. So the show has like a lot of famous people. It seems like there have been good episodes. It's gotten uh, a few awards, but this episode just wasn't your cup of tea. No. Um, it, it's funny because again, I originally thought it was going to be a lot more like uh, Sunset Boulevard. So again, I have two crazy Sunset Boulevard facts I wanted to throw out there just to end this off. By the way, if you've seen One, Sunset Boulevard, I just want to say it's the most meta movie ever. It's not this the, from the, the amount, 50s. The amount so, of actual facts Well, here's have. two facts that I don't know if you know, but Paramount executives thought that Wilder, who wrote it, Billy Wilder, right. um, was adapting a story called A Can of Beans which didn't even exist. I think I think I didn't know and that. And the other fact that I learned that I wanted to share was that only the first third of the script was written before filming began in May of 1949. He was unsure how the film was actually going to end. <laughs> Imagine if we did that today, if studios greenlit, they do greenlight them, but if they started production on films, sometimes they call in script rewrites, but like the idea of just that it trusting, wasn't even That wasn't even done yet. Just yeah. trusting. It's like, yeah. Um, but other than that, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.